Blog Talk Radio. Bobby Eaton Show. This is where we tell our stories our way. Right here in the heart of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. We want you to tune in today. We got a great show going on today. We got Miss Alicia Andrews in the house. Uh, She's the president and chair of the Democratic Party. Also, we've got Charles and Damali are in the house, part of the family right there. How are you guys doing? And also, Miss Sherry Lasky. Oh, good. How are we doing today, y'all? Fantastic. Yeah, we got a great show going on today. How was how was you guys' day? Pretty good. I've worked a lot. Yeah, well, you, you always work. That's the story of your life, right? I know, right? Yeah, I'm still <laughs> in, get it done. I'm still in first gear, but now that I'm on your show, I'm least in second gear. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sherry? How are you doing? You say what? I need to go home and take a nap. Oh, you need a break and a yeah. nap, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, hey, well, I think we all do. I took one today. Oh, <laughs> I, got, I got ahead of you guys, oh, you know, so that's what was going on right there. Well, we got this great show going on, and we've uh, we've had some things happening, you know, in our community, and uh, I'm going to talk about them right quick. Uh, there was a murder that took place here in Tulsa a few days, several days ago, right. and uh Channel 6 came over here today to interview the young lady, uh, the 12-year-old, Miss Brene Alexander Mason, and to get her side of the story in which she hid in the closet, you know, during that episode that took place right there. And uh, she's the one who called the police department. Wow. You know, and uh, it was... I've been kind of sticking around the family, you know, consult. You know, you know me. Y'all know how I would go. And talking to the family and trying to, uh, you know, console the family, you know. And, you know, during that day, I'm going to tell you guys something that you don't know. Mm-hmm. They live right behind the church, which is diagonally across the street from me, right in, in walking distance, wow. you know. And um, that morning, uh, one of the mothers were coming down the street on the side street here and... Uh, it was just women that were over there at the house. I didn't see no men, only one man, mm-hmm. about six, seven women with kids all over there. So I, I was over there, and uh, one of the mothers was walking down the street headed to that house. And what happened was, as she got to the intersection here, those other women started uh, rushing up on her. And they started calling her name, and she said, what? What are y'all talking about? Right in the middle of the street right here. Wow. And I said, uh, they said, Mr. Eaton, can you hold a baby? The infant, you know, wow. of the mother, of the aunt who got shot, her, oh, her, wow. baby. her baby. So I grabbed the baby, 
they fell out in the middle of the street, everybody, and it was just so much ah uh, just it was just real touching. Here I am holding emotions, this baby. Yeah. There was motions going through and I'm telling, Come on, you guys move out the middle of the street. Get us let's at least get out the street and they move into the field which is directly across the street. Mm-hmm. Me right. they were on the ground, they were crying and all of that. So this this family has been traumatized, right. you know, and right. so they have a GoFundMe page and stuff because they're trying to raise money for burial. So if you have anything you'd like to um, contribute, uh, you can get in touch with me right here, and I'll just get in touch with the family because we've been helping them. You can stop by 1533 North Norfolk. Again, 1533 North Norfolk. And make your con- contributions. They have a GoFundMe page. I don't know it right offhand, but uh, anything we can do to help this family with burial expenses yes. and things like this, because it was it was devastating. It was very devastating. Meanwhile, uh, we're gonna go, I'm gonna get off of that right quick, cause uh, and we're gonna get into you guys. Have you recovered from Minnesota yet? We're trying to. That's why we're working so hard today. Uh-huh. We're trying to get everything done. We're trying I, to recover. I think I'm. I just want to say what you what you said you experienced to me. That would have been like a dream. You know, you have yeah. a dream, and you think I'm gonna wake up from this thing at any time. That's yeah. how that would have felt like to me in the middle of the street. Somebody oh, passed yeah, you a baby man. and me, all those emotions. So. I mean, I'm holding the I'm holding the infant in my arm in your right? hands. And like, my baby, I'm holding the baby of the mur- of the murdered man. female. Right. Wow. And I'm saying to myself, Oh my God, this is uh, devastating you know, and I had to get my head together behind it. And be strong behind it. Here, I got this little baby. I'm kissing the little baby on the forehead. Trying to yeah, kiss trying the baby. You know, trying to keep the baby yeah. kind. The baby's trying. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh, they. Because, you know, children can sense yeah, when something ain't right. Happening. Yeah. When something's going on, you know, they can sense that. So, uh, you know, is it an experience for me as well, you know? So you never know. Love your people. Right. That's right. Trust me. And don't just go berserk, you know, and start doing crazy things. Love your people. Do the right thing, you know, and see, that's something that uh, is happening in our communities. You know, the black community is the fact that we're kind of getting away from the love part. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's that's what we're getting away from. Everybody's separating and, you know, men not loving women, women not loving men. And we're just getting into our own individual uh Status and you know right. stuff and right. it's all about me 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 rather than we 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 right. we and uh, you know that's why we have this platform right here right. to talk about these things and to bring about this information right. that's needed. And like I said again, it's needed. Right. Absolutely. We got to bring back that show, the Love Boat. Oh man, right. Love Boat. Love boat. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> a fun. See, it was a fun show. Yeah, it fun was show. a fun show. Yeah. Yeah, that was a real yeah, fun show. Love. You know, yeah. we had a lot of love, a lot of fun, and a lot of fun. Those back in those days, it was a lot of fun shows. <laughs> right. I mean, I could just go on and on and on about right. the fun that we used to watch on TV. Now you watch a lot of uh, violence yeah. and crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah, crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah, right. Murder TV. Yeah, murder TV. That's what it is. A lot of, right. yeah, don't <laughs> all kinds of right. negativity right. and stuff like that, right. you know. So we live in a technical world where you know our youth, are, that's all they know. That's it. Mm-hmm. They don't know anything else. So they haven't been taught. Yeah. Right. See, if you haven't been taught, you just don't know. Right. But you it desensitizes you from that. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Primary. That's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
we got to just do we got to do better y'all absolutely you know just do better all right we're going to take a short pause for the calls we're going to come right back with miss alicia andrews uh president co and chair of the democratic party here for the state and we're going to be chopping it up talking about a whole lot of stuff you know so you guys stick around tell a family member tell a friend dial the number 646 716-5525 and don't forget to press that one button. You gotta press that one button. That's what I tell people all the time. Alright, we're gonna be right back. Stick around. Alicia Andrews. How are we doing there, ma'am? I'm great. So I want to start out by correcting my title. I don't want anybody thinking I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, what? What are you talking about? I'm, I'm just the chair of the Oklahoma Democratic You're not the Party. President? I'm not the president. Where did that come from? <laughs> oh, I, wonder where, <laughs> I wonder where did that come from? Okay. Be so <laughs> big that be yeah. Okay, all right. How are you doing, ma'am? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Welcome to the show. And uh, as we always do, we want to know a little bit about you. Okay. And so where are you born and raised? So 
let's say I was born in Virginia, but I was raised in the Oklahoma City area. Oklahoma I've, City? Yeah, but I've been in Tulsa since junior high. I went to Carver. Well, oh, you okay. Carver Wildcat. Okay. okay. Wildcats <laughs> up in here. Up in here. Okay. Yeah. So you've been, you lived in Tulsa most of your life or Oklahoma City? Which one? I've lived in Tulsa most of my in life. In Tulsa most of your life. Okay. Yeah, Tulsa's home. Mm-hmm. I went to college, came back to Tulsa. Tulsa what college home. did you go to? I went to OU. Oh, you? Yeah. All right. Got a degree in? Psychology. Psychology. Okay. Oh. <laughs> That's right there. Okay. Right. Great, great. So, what school? Brothers, sisters? You got family? I do. I have two brothers and a sister. Nobody lives here. Well, <laughs> my father lives walking distance from here. Oh, your um, father does. My father does. But my, all of my siblings, my mother, all left town as soon as they could. <laughs> they got <laughs> right out of town, huh? Exactly. Okay, yeah. I understand some of that. I left at an early age, too. Came back four and a half years ago, so I understand that. So, with that being said, um, you're the chair of the state of Oklahoma Democratic Party. I am the first black chair. Right. Okay. okay, let me correct that. First yeah. black chair <laughs> yeah. of the Democratic Party. So, how did this come about? I mean, you know, how did you get there? So, like, I come from a family who believes in uh, voting, believes in how important voting is. You know, my parents, like, wrestled of who, who could register me to vote. I tried to get involved in the Democratic Party over and over again. It finally stuck a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I was the secretary of the Tulsa County Party, and I saw... I saw how um, problematic things were and decided I needed to run on a state level so we could make some, make some fixes and, and get the party more active, more involved, mm-hmm. and get um, more people from underrepresented communities in Oklahoma involved because mm-hmm. we're not involved in the process. Yeah, right? we're not involved in the we're process. Not. and I've, I've often wondered why, and I think it's not enough information getting to the public. And getting to the people. It's a couple of things, right? Mm-hmm. There's there is information dissemination. There is a history of disenfranchisement, um, and representation matters. I think more people are involved because they see I'm there, and I think right. I, you know, they see a black chair, they think, okay, well, maybe more black folks, maybe mm-hmm. they're more welcoming to black folks. It's just, you know, if the party looks the same, does the same, you're going to get the same folks, and so mm-hmm. we got to get the word out. We got to get the word out that diversity is king, and we are working on that. Mm-hmm. Explain to me and the audience, I know I know the answer to this, but explain to them, <laughs> what is a Democrat? So I like to say a Democrat is someone who understands that a rising tide rises all ships, right? Democrats actually believe in policies and practices that help not just themselves. The current uh, Republican Party, I'm not going to talk about the Republican Party from history, but the current Republican Party is a me, me, me party. Um you know, the folks who say that they can disregard the things that our current president says because their stock portfolio is good. That says they don't, they don't care about how folks are struggling, how folks aren't being able to pay rent, how folks don't have access to health care, how criminal justice system <clears throat> absolutely needs to be um, uh, improved, addressed, uh, overhauled. Um, Democrats care about our fellow man. And that, that's what I think a Democrat is, is that we support those policies and practices that help the greater good, not just I'm going to vote for the thing that helps me. Mm -hmm. So uh, the Republican Party is basically a selfish party. That's basically what you're saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's selfish about me, 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 and us, 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 you know. Absolutely. I mean, if you you talk to someone right now who uh, supports the Republican Party, and again, I'm talking about right now, they will tell you. 
Well, um, my stocks are doing good. The stock market is really good. About 25% of, of the U.S. population participates in the stock market. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter how good the stock market is doing because mm-hmm. it doesn't represent all of the United States. So they talk about the thing that is good for them. Mm. They don't talk about their neighbor. They don't talk about the state as a whole. They don't talk about the nation as a whole. They talk about what's working for them. Mm. Which is terrible. So money. Yeah. It's always it's all about the money, isn't it? It is. I mean, when you win both balance, M O N E Y. It's all about the money. And with it being that way, uh, and blacks. Here in America, only representing uh, 13% of the United States of America, 13%. And here in Oklahoma, being such a red state, I mean, it's red. It's so red. It's it's crazy. Um, I like to say we're not a red state. We're a non-voting state. Well, wow. well they wow. vote. Yeah. That's, yeah. They vote. They vote. Yeah. We don't vote. We're no, no, here. no. We as a people don't vote right. here in our state. Right. You know, but they vote, you know, so. No, they don't. No, only about 30% of Republicans show up at, at um, during. Oh, yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's well, more than we get. <laughs> we probably got about 2%, huh? Really? Really in the whole state? Yeah, it, it truly is about 30% of the um, registered electorate that actually shows up um, across the board. 30% wow, of I Democrats, thought it was more 30, than that. 30%. Wow. It's, it's crazy town. We are, are a non, yeah, we're a non-voting state. Oh, That's wow. why we fall low in a lot right. of places. Absolutely. We're mm-hmm. a non-voting state, and y'all didn't call me on here to talk about the census, but we're non-filling out the census state as oh, well. Oh, yeah, for wow. sure. I, wow. yeah, that's we've a whole been another, pushing that. Yeah, yeah, we've been pushing it too, so, you know. We have to be crazy. counted. Every every time there's a place for us to be counted, we need to show up and be counted. Mm-hmm. And in Oklahoma, we fall behind on that. Yeah, in the whole state. In the whole state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are some of the heavy populated areas that actually vote in the state? Where would you say it's coming from, most of the vote? Oh, it's easy. Most of the vote comes from Tulsa and Oklahoma City. Just the two cities? Just the two cities. That's literally... And only 30%? And only 30%. I, I thought it was way more than that. So why do you think that is? I think that the system has become so um, convoluted, mm-hmm. and people have lost faith in it, and they don't feel like they need to be a part of it. I stay a part of it because I think that's how you change it. You get involved mm, that's right. and you make a change. Right. You get involved. You find people to run and you support mm-hmm. them. That's how you make a change. Sitting on the sidelines complaining just leaves you on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, an activist that I'm involved with, she, she says, it always seems like the people who are the least involved are the most affected. Absolutely. I Man. agree with that. Yeah. I totally agree it's with the that. reality. Yeah. And that is the reality. And, and you know, so folks who look like us, end up getting the short end of the, the deal, right. but a lot of it is because we didn't raise our hand and say, hey, hey, what about me? Right. And that's what mm-hmm. your vote is. Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. your vote is, is your, hey, 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 what about mm-hmm. me? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Wow, wow. So where do we go from here? How, what can we do to get our people engaged to register to vote, you know, to step up? What would you suggest? With you being the chair of the party. Do you have any ideas? You've been trying. Yeah, well, I I do. I do. You know, and a couple of those ideas is having place, a a steady place over here in North Tulsa that people can go to to know where it's located and getting the word out through radio, TV, flyers, and donations, 
and all of that and getting them involved. Well, go right over here on Peoria to such and such. They got a, you know, they have Democratic a Party. Forum. They have a, yeah, we tried doing candidate forums over at Sweet Lisa, trying to do, you know, do something where people could meet the candidates and hear about the candidates. Folks didn't show up. Um, we tried voters registration over here at Rudisil. Folks kind of showed up. It's just, it, but it is going to take consistency. I think it takes an individual right, right. consistency, and I think it takes an individual facility that's only designated for that, you know, for just for that. Right. You know, you know, if it's right up here in the shops on Peoria, there's a place and a building mm-hmm. or something that uh, can be used for that. Right. And people can just go up and register to vote and they well, just go right up there. And that's where they, that's where the place is at. Right. I think when you sometimes deal with uh, 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 businesses like Sweet Lisa's, not knocking, I like Daryl and all of that. And people have a tendency to kind of, you know, not participate like they should. I know well, for us, the um, like it was a charge from the sorority, okay? So the AKAs, we went out the last election cycle, 2016, and we registered people to vote. We had several dates and we had several locations. And we got fairly, we got pretty good, pretty, good, pretty good number of people to register to vote. And people also turned in their ballots themselves, and we turned in ballots. But maybe like, on a group level or organizing level as far as, you know, 100 black men, all the, just take a, like charging all these organizations. organizations. Okay. You guys, what is the, um, registration, voter registration process looks like. We're going to put you in that mix and how many, it's like almost like a contest almost just to make sure every nonprofit, every organization is plugged in. And that that does sound like something we need to work on. I've, yeah. been, I've been meeting with like uh, Northside preachers for the mm-hmm. last couple of months, trying to trying to get them involved and trying to get mm-hmm. their flocks involved. And and yeah, the next step is you reach out to the different organizations, and it's just because it's a part of our, I don't know about um, the segments, but it's a part of our like by not bylaws but activities that we do as an organization to address you know voter registration and just things happening out in our community. So. Um, that that would be another just reaching out like AKs and Delta. You you're, you're right. on, putting you out on putting so, out on black. You're talking about so what I'm hearing is, is I'm going to get with y'all later. Absolutely, absolutely. Put you in contact with the people you need. to. Divine Nine actually has a group that meets on a regular the Panalytic Council. They actually meet as a group. Does Tulsa have a? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and know. that way it's like, look, I need we need your help. We need you to be out here. And registered to vote. So Omegas did it one. I mean, it's like I've always. See, I'm GDI, so I okay, don't. I'm so not in on that. Right. So, <laughs> you know, you got to talk to people. You got to talk to folks. Yeah. 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 That's what I was gonna say. It's somewhere along the line. It's just a disconnect. Right. You know, right. And it when, is. When, right. when you have that disconnect, then that's gonna have to go back to people sitting down with you over a meal and talking. True. In my mind, if people knew the seriousness then they would get out because right. it affects them every day. So, Absolutely. I so a lot of it might be unintentional. But I, I had this question. How were the numbers like when Barack was running? Oh, God. I'm just asking the difference just because. So when you say the numbers, you mean the numbers here in Oklahoma? In Oklahoma in terms of people getting out. Was it still about the same? So here's the thing. Folks folks showed up in droves, mm-hmm. particularly folks who look like us showed up in droves. Mm-hmm. Um, the numbers were, you know, closer to 50%. Wow. But, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. 
all 77 counties voted against him. Wow. All the counties, huh? Wow. He, he didn't pick a county. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm not surprised. Not, not that, I'm, I'm not, I'm not yeah, really surprised. That, yeah. Oh, my God. That's yeah. like a, that really, to me, that's like when we hear Black Lives Matter, that lets me know y'all really don't care about yeah. us. They really don't. They really don't. Well, look here. Well, let's go to the phone lines right quick. I think we got a couple of callers and people calling in right here. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see what's going on. Area code 918. Five two one. You're on the Bobby Eaton show. Thank you, Bobby. Hello. And, uh, thank you, Bobby. And I want yes. to thank uh, Lisa Andrews, mm-hmm. the chair of the. I, I can't hardly hear you that well. I'm trying to get your volume up. Are you on speakerphone? Okay, I took it off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Bobby, and, and your panel that you have there. I want to first thank Alicia Andrews for. Her great leadership, we have never been uh, able to have this much access to the Democratic Party as we have since she's taken over and given uh, innovation and organization to the party. I want to say that uh, we are the only state, Oklahoma is the only state in the whole United States that did not have one county vote for our first black president. The only state. Mm-hmm. We're the state that had the Oklahoma City bombing with a national memorial, and uh, when twice as many people died, uh, we're still looking for a tombstone for black folks that died mm-hmm. in the state. This is a state, uh, but but the good thing is, it's the good thing that our first black woman has headed the state Democratic Party. It's a good thing that uh, we have this communication vehicle. Uh, the Bobby Eaton show and uh, Charles and Damali and and uh, those of you who are uh, bringing forth this information to us and so uh, I wanted to first thank her and then I, secondly I want to say that we have to look at ways that we continue to commit to each one teach one and getting one other person out to vote every mm-hmm. time there's an election that's one of the things that we can do is we can increase individually, making sure that everybody brings somebody out to vote. But I just want to let you know that I'm listening. I uh, I am excited to follow the, leash, uh, the leadership of uh, our new chair. Uh, it's an exciting time to be a Democrat, although I think it's going to be, I mean, it's frustrating to know that we're such a Republican state, but as, as uh, our leader said, Earlier with only 30% We used to be a yellow dog Democrat state Yeah, We used to have The leadership if we could get Our people out to vote if we could get it up to 60 or 70% we could win uh, We could we could Lead uh, In these state elections and so right. uh, It's our job To try to get our people out And each one reach one That's all I have to say all right. Well, thank you, caller, for calling in. Thank I know, you. I know who you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we know who you are with that right, good, that yeah. good, great word that you just yeah. brought about. Continue to listen, man, and stop by here. You know, I want to talk to you about some stuff. Okay. Okay. Take care. All right. Okay, we're on the Bobby Eaton show, and uh, we've got Alicia Andrews here. 
chair of the Democratic Party. Right now. Chair. You know, that's what we want to say right there. So going forward, um, uh, how I'm just trying to figure out how to get the young people involved. You know, as the elders grow old and die off, the, the real voters. Right. Right. Because, you know, elders are going to vote. That's right. They're gonna, they don't they're do gonna nothing vote. else. They're going right. to go to the they're polls because they understand the right to vote and the price that was paid so you could have that right. So they're going to vote. So how can we engage the youth, the young people? I'm just trying I'm trying to figure that part out as we move forward, right. you know, and stuff like that. How can we do? And do you have a lot of young people working with you? Are the elderly people? Uh, what's... So the, the elderly people are really the people who are doing the work on the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Um, we are building, there's, there's an organization, Young Democrats of Oklahoma, Young Democrats of America. I want to give uh, Joshua um, a shout-out. The national um, president of Young Democrats of America, Joshua harris Till, actually lives in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So we do have a lot of activity with young folks. Um, but what it takes to get young folks involved is really about their issue. You have to be very issue specific. You can't mm-hmm. talk about being a Democrat. You can't talk about Biden and Trump. You have to talk about the issues that mean something right. to them, like student loan debt, right? right. Access to health care because once they turn 27, they have to figure it out. So that's those those are the ways to engage young folks, and it's just you know trying to get over that hurdle because they have been, become disillusioned with the process. Yeah, they have. You know, so I try to encourage young people to vote. And explain it to them because it has, a lot of times it just hasn't been explained. That's right. They don't Absolutely. understand it, you know. Right. They rather just stay on the internet and do <laughs> do whatever they're gonna do right. on their phone, right. you know, because nobody's never t- talked to them about voting and right. that kind of stuff right there. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Alicia, I have a question. Um, well, a comment and then a question. So, I heard that you spoke um, at the Black Lives Matter. Um, event that was held this past weekend, and you did a phenomenal job. So congratulations, Thank because you. I heard you know just wonderful things about that. Sure. I heard um, that your speech was amazing, in that you spoke on systematic racism, right. um, and you and you talked about that um, and how the city of Tulsa operates in white supremacy. Um, is there a way, in your opinion, that you feel that Tulsa can dismantle that system? Well, you know, I'm, you're going to hear me saying the same thing over and over again. Sure. And the way to dismantle that system is that we have to engage in the system and get involved. Right. Um, we have to disrupt the pattern. They get to do what they get to do because it's just them. Right. Nobody's right. challenging. Nobody's challenging them. And, you know, there, there, was, a, there was a great demonstration that happened afterwards. Um, I wasn't a part of the demonstration that happened afterwards. But it was a great demonstration that have to happen afterwards. But we have to keep disrupting the system. We have to keep disrupting the pattern because, you know, now the mayor is throwing a baby fit, right, because he doesn't want the pattern disrupted. Right. And, and it, you know, um, there's a thing called civil disobedience. Right. 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 That's Absolutely. what happened. Right. But he now he's ready to put up cameras. Right. What about some of the high crime areas all over town? They don't have cameras. cameras Right. Right. He wants to put up cameras to to keep paint from getting on the street. Right. (laughs) Right. But but that's that's the thing. We have to get involved and we have to get involved everywhere. You know, I I am proud to live in a town that has Black Wall Street, but all of us who look like us don't live over here. Right. That's right. right. And so why do we only have African-American representation? In North Tulsa, right. 
that's that's point. the problem. We need to be at all levels. We need to be all over the place where they can't get rid of us, get mm-hmm. away from us, get rid of us, ignore us. If we're that's always true. there, well, you know. You I, I, go ahead, Bobby. I've always talked about Tulsa has been the tale of two cities. It absolutely you know, is. North Tulsa and South Tulsa. Right. I mean, tell really, really look at it. It's just a tale of two yeah. cities, and racism is very heavy in our community. It's heavy. It's thick. I moved back here four and a half years ago because I lived in Houston for 22 years, which I come from a very diverse city, mm-hmm. and come back here, and I start feeling it. I start feeling the uh, the tension and uh, the segrega- segregation and and the systematic control here. You know, uh, people can come into our neighborhoods, an African American neighborhood, do whatever they want to do, whatever. You know, without any repercussion or anything Absolutely. happening. Just do oh, we gonna do this over here? We gonna build this over here? We gonna tear down that over here? You know, and just do what they want to do. And um, I'm at a point to where. We got to stop asking everybody to give us something and start doing something for ourselves. Right. And if they want to help us do stuff, you know, then, hey, welcome to help. But we got to start doing things in our community for ourselves, like voting. I think that every parent should get with their child and and take them to the polls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I you know, just yeah. take them. I, I took my, my son. I, I took, I my, took my son to the polls. And we were the first ones in line at the polls. I'm always the first one in line before those doors open up. You know, you can bet Bobby Egan going to be standing right there. I'm going to get there early. I don't care if it's an hour and a half early. You can get there early for other stuff. You know, so take these kids to the polls. Get them registered. Now, we know that registration is too late right now. Right? Yeah, it's too late to participate in November. Yeah, Friday was the deadline. Deadline. So, at least for the next election right. or something. Go and still get registered. And there now, are some elections in December. In December. There are um, some local elections. I think it's school board or municipal. Yeah, I think the, so. Something like in that. In December. So continue registering people to vote so they'll be ready for the December election. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what we need. I wanted to piggyback on when we were talking about our, you know, how people live in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. As a realtor, you know when black educated People with the company come to Tulsa. They're always directed away from North Tulsa. They don't even get to see properties in Tulsa. And that's one way of kind of controlling folks. I know you don't because you know where the properties are. But a lot of other folks say, well, well, no, that's a really bad part of town. And I've had people move here and say, "Yeah, I didn't even know. Yeah, we've been over here. What do you think Black Wall Street is? But they'll find their way over here for a haircut. They'll find their way over here. For church. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. So that, too, is like if you don't have, if people aren't together and engaged, that's one way of keeping people apart and separate from each other so they don't have those conversations of what we need to do in our community. So if someone's out in Owasso or, let's say, out in South Tulsa in those nice suburbs, it may be one or two people in the whole neighborhood, okay, but trust and believe they'll be, they know about our issues, they know about our concerns, but for them living in their community, you know, getting involved there, that, that may be a challenge for them. So here's the issue. If I let you see uh, the possibility, you might want something better. True. Mm-hmm. That's right. 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 So right. I'm not bringing strangers over here because they might tell you that things could be better. 
Oh, so yeah. if I just leave people over here and don't give them any services and don't expose them to anything, right. we don't have to give them anything. Right. I mean, right. there's no way it should have taken this long for a grocery store. No right. way. Well, we know right. that. We, we're right. well aware of that, and they know that, too. And people outside of the community know that as well. And people have been fighting the things. They have not been listening to us. And like the past, since Vanessa got in the office, that's and because she's shaking, just shaking, disrupting the norm. They right. are listening. They're, yeah. they're not, and the people coming with her, they're like, we're not putting up with this. Well, see, and that's what that's my challenge when I say, why isn't there representation from outside of North Tulsa as well? Right. right? right. Because she is largely alone when yeah. she, when she goes on a fight. She goes on a fight. Now, uh, KJ and Lori. Will, will vote for her when they can. Mm-hmm. And what has it gotten them? They are being targeted like nobody's business. Oh, right? wow. Absolutely. They are being targeted. I mean, outside entities, plural, are spending money trying to get them out of their seat. Wow. So that she will be by herself. So, mm-hmm. Wow. And that's why we have to be represented all over the place. Right. That's wow. A great, right. That's a great point. That's, yeah. Great that yeah. I mean, because you don't think, I don't, first, I still want to think higher of people. In oh, this yeah. space, but it's just like you just keep getting punched in the throat. Like, dang, for real, right? Yeah, for real. Yeah. So, oh wow. That's, can I? Can, mm-hmm. I want to ask the question. Um, do you think that? Oh, what What are your thoughts about Oklahoma being number one in the incarceration of men and women? And what role or what part do you think that play? You know, because you know that's mainly probably people of color who are behind those bars. Is that just an excuse or what do you think about that? So now you're, now you're talking my language. So um, I say all the time, those are the kind of issues of why we need to be voting. Sure. Right. Because um, people in Oklahoma are no more criminal than people in Kansas and Missouri and Arkansas, but we spend 20% more time in uh, prison for the same offense. Wow. And that's because, and, and they're lost. Right. They're saying, you know, if you do this crime, we're going to stack them and you're going to spend more time because of private private prisons and, Mm -hmm. you know, who owns what. And so those are all political things. Mm -hmm. And we have to um, elect people who think about us. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I'm slowing down because it looks like we're getting ready to go. No, no, no. no, We're not going nowhere. That's that's called on the background. Once you said that we turned on your street when I asked that question, that's why it played the music. You did a little move. Yeah, you did a little move right quick. But that is exactly right. I mean, the fact that you can enhance charges, all that came about because we had private prisons. And everybody just talks about private prisons, but I want to talk about it for just a second. When we signed those contracts for private prisons, and at the time, Oklahoma had the most amount of private prisons. Oh, for sure. And the deal was they built the prison. We didn't have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. They built the prison, and they would leave it here. But our deal was is we would keep the prisons 98% occupied. That's it. They could get the government funding and the monies. Absolutely. If I owned a prison... And you, you can't know, just say, boom. make sure you put some people away. Mm-hmm. you got to find laws to make sure that it happens. Mm-hmm. Wow. And these, these kind of things, our legislators voted for those things. The people that we vote for who are supposed to represent us were really representing, because like Frank Keating, for example, his wife had stock in private prison. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Really? wow. She got stock. <laughs> wow. She got stock. And so it benefited him financially right. to make sure that the private prison stayed full. Right. And so it's, um, we're the number one incarcerator, not because we're more criminal. We're the number one incarcerator because we find all these different laws right. that keep people, keep people in prison that 
send people to prison for ridiculous things. Like people are talking about sending people to jail for the Black Lives Matter mural. That's oh. not a jailable offense. Give somebody right. a ticket and keep moving. Right. But if we keep going, it will turn into a jailable offense because like even in Oklahoma City, those kids who blocked the police from erasing the Black Lives Matter mural while they were putting it down, they charged those kids with um, uh, terrorism. Oh, oh my God. Over in Oklahoma City? Uh-huh. 18, 19 years old hit with a terrorism charge. That's a felony that you can't get out from under. Right. You know, it determines where you get to live when you get out. It determines what kind of jobs you get when you get out. That's awful. That's terrible. Even if you you somehow get into college, it also determines, you know, those kids can't get um, financial aid. Financial aid or anything like that. So we're not any more criminal, but our penalties are more severe. And our penalties, and it's not just the whim, it's the law. Right. You know, the DA is um, a political appoint. Uh, it's a political. You vote for the DA. Right. It's not just somebody who shows up. You vote for the DA. And you know, when you talk about young people and how do we get them involved, they need to understand. And I was talking about issues. They need to understand how it affects them directly. Right. 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 So you 18 years old and you want to go uh, speak up for your community and you show up at a protest. The DA is mad. Mm-hmm. His feelings are hurt. Or the mayor has his little baby feelings hurt, then you get charged with terrorist attacks at 18. Where do you go from there? How do you, how do you build a future when you get right. out of prison after right. a terrorist right. yeah. charge? You, you yeah. won't be able to get employed or do anything. Right. You can't get a job. You can't go to so school. So what do you do after that? That's when you hit the streets. That's when people hit the streets. That's when people hit the streets. And I've been advocating along with the ACLU, ACLU trying to get those charges reduced because that is ruining, you right. know, that is erasing any opportunity of a future for those young people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been it's, advocating for that. Yeah, things like that and yeah, student cool. loans. And student <laughs> loans. Yeah, that's, that's, that's that kills them for life. That's cool. But so that's, that's the, the number one thing, and that's what we try to talk to people about, mm-hmm. um, you know, and talk to our listeners about is that, you know, because of that, um, hold on just a second. I'm having, is that it right there? Okay, here we go. Okay, so that's what we try to talk to our listeners about is to let them know that it's it's bigger than Trump or Biden or, you know, whoever you don't like in politics. Right. It's way bigger than that. I mean, there are so many other issues and so many other um, uh, laws that we're missing because we're just not present. Right. Right. Exactly. And, you know, right now there's a whole lot of noise about the presidential election. Absolutely. A whole lot of noise and nobody's paying attention. Like I said, we got 18 year olds being charged with terrorism. Right. Right. We have people spending 20 years over a couple of bounce checks. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the kinds of issues that we need. That's what's on the ballot. Right. Decency is on the ballot. You know, our future is on the ballot. The closer that a representative lives to your house the more effect that they have on, on your daily life. And Absolutely. So the president is important. Yeah. People need to be voting for their it's, city it's council. A, it's a right. local election. Right. Mm-hmm. City council, mm-hmm. state house, those people live close to you. you. And you need to get to know them. You right. need to have mm-hmm. them in your phone. And when something happens in your neighborhood, something happens at your school, you need to know who, who what the elected official is that's supposed to answer to you. And make them answer to you. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely right. And so that's that's another thing that we try to do here with this radio station is to bring light, you know, to that point. Right. You know, that these are the people that you need to be contacting because they're the ones who make the decisions on a day-to-day basis about what goes on and about your life. Like you said, the president, he's way up there. I mean, he's doing stuff on another level that, right. you know, he's doing some stuff I mean, it, right. it, trickles, it trickles down. 
but really on the day-to-day, it's your city councilor, it's your mayor, it's your corporation commissioner. It's all of these people. Absolutely. Your state house. Your state house that are making, you know, these these decisions about what goes on that's going to affect you on a day-to-day basis. I actually printed off a copy of the ballot. Because I, I figured, you know, it would, might be great to get your opinion about some of these, um, the different um, things that are actually got, appearing Jamali? on the ballot. Yeah, what you got? Um, so let's, let's just talk about this for a minute. Got some good stuff. Okay, so the Corporation Commission. We have two people that are actually running for Corporation Commission. Do you, what, what do you that think say? about those? Uh-oh, I know, look at that radio head. Look at that look on her face right, right, right there. Radio had a face. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I made that face because the people, the Democrats that I begged to run didn't run. So right now we have a Republican and a Libertarian right. um, on the ballot. Uh, Todd uh, Hyatt is the um, incumbent, and he hasn't done horrible things, right? Mm-hmm. They're supposed to make sure our taxes are, are, are right and make sure that like our we're not selling our water and that our oil prices are, are decent and our licenses and all that kind of stuff. And he hasn't made really bad decisions. I don't know the other Todd, so I right. can't speak to him. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, then what about the senator race? Oh, okay. That's another one. <laughs> okay, so if you don't know Jim and Hoff, Mm-hmm. That's a problem, right? He's been there for 24 years. If right. you know, Jim, I thought it was 47. Than that, his, his, he's been U.S. He's US been U.S. Senator, senator for 24 years. Yes. He has been in elected office since 1967. Mm-hmm. And I'll just help you out. That's 53 years. So the job he has now, he's had for 24 years. And I say, if you don't know him, that's a problem. Right. If he's been there for 24 mm-hmm. years. Sure. If you know him, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, he is he is problematic on so many different levels. Level. You know, on a on a personal level, he wanted to protect his home from flooding. He flooded all his neighbors at the lake. Oh, wow. While, oh, he, while he was sitting senator. Wow. Right. So, <laughs> all, all about him. All, mm-hmm. all about him. Um but with regards to wow. like how he is as a legislator, you know, Abby Broyles is the the Democrat running for Yeah, she, we just young. I just interviewed her. Right. Okay. So you right know here. she's young, she's mm-hmm. intelligent. She got her um bachelor's degree in two and a half years. Right. And then while working as a broadcaster, she mm-hmm. paid her way through law school. Right. So she you know, she's she's a qualified candidate. He won't talk to her and his answer is He won't de- debate her at all, right? Yeah. I don't have to. People know me. Oh wow. Man, right. That's so I want to make sure people know who he is. The office that we are paying for, he's running his personal business out of. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's going on right now. Right. You right. know, that's who he is. He doesn't think he answers to us. Mm-hmm. And you know why he doesn't think he answers to us? Because year after <laughs> year, we keep electing him. Keep yeah. for him. We keep well, electing him. So um, one politician yeah, told So it is not that we mm-hmm. keep voting for him. We won't show up at the polls to, to speak not, against him. Absolutely. Right. That, that mm-hmm. is a better characterization yeah. of it. Right. One politician who's been in office for a while made a statement that he don't he don't really need the black vote to win. Wow. And I said, wow. He said, oh, we don't really need the black vote. So, um, so let me give you some election one-on-one. So when a candidate decides to run and they get all their stuff together, they look at, um, we have a database that shows how everybody votes, right? Mm-hmm. They look at the database, they pull up the Democrats, they pull up the Democrats that are in the district where they need to be, and then they target the ones who vote. That's who they target. Right. If they get around, they'll go talk to the ones who don't vote. They target the ones who vote. And then they look at them and they do, they cut them up and they chop them up. They chop up the whole thing and they look, can I win if I don't even go over there? Yeah, I can. I I don't need them because we don't vote. 
Right. We don't vote in numbers right. like we should vote. I'm sure. not going to say that because I think everybody here votes. Right. Um, but we don't vote in the in the numbers that we should vote, and they can tell because mm-hmm. it records if you it. vote if you don't vote. Right. right. And so they chop it up, and literally they go up. They say if I go after this neighborhood, there's a whole lot of votes. I'm gonna go after them, lock those down. Then I'm gonna go after those because they vote most of the time. And the folks who don't vote, they'll get to them if they get to them. Right. But who they're targeting the are the folks who vote. Right. Wow. Yeah, Literally yeah. don't show up in certain neighborhoods that really need the representation. And mm-hmm. they're like, you're not going to vote anyway, so why even bother with right. you? In 2018, I knocked doors all over North Tulsa because mm-hmm. it was getting – and literally people were saying, nobody's knocked on my door in eight years. Nobody's knocked on my door. Right. No. Wow. You know, um, it, it's kind of a cycle. Right. Nobody's knocking on your door because you don't vote. You don't vote because you don't know what's going on. You right. know, it's a, it's a right. cycle. So we still yeah. have 22. to figure out a way to reach out to folks who don't vote. But right. – Folks need to vote. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we did a show, and I want to get your take on this, even though you kind of alluded to it already. But we did a show, and we was asking our listeners, is it about people, politics, or, or policy? Mm-hmm. What is it really about when people are in office? What are your thoughts on that? Is it about the people? Is it about the politics? Or is it about policy? So what I'm going to say about that is I don't think the politicians are monolith, Right. So there are some who truly are there for their people. Right. Right. There are some, you know, like folks who ran in 2018, a bunch of folks who ran in 2018 really ran for policy. Mm-hmm. They ran because teachers weren't being paid right and, te- teacher, and our education system. They ran for that one issue. Mm-hmm. Right. Policy people. What was the other one? Politics. 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 And then there are some people who just chasing the title. <laughs> yeah. They got plenty of money. They're not they worried about people. I just want to put that. They want the connections that'll help them with their future jobs or their companies their or mm-hmm. their business. Right. Yeah. So it's, I mean, you got your fair share of all of it. And mm-hmm. it truly depends on, and you have to decide what's important to you when you're voting. Do you want to vote on somebody who's just going after the next title? I don't. Right. 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 Yeah, because it hurts us all in the long run. It hurts us. No, it don't hurt them. Well, it doesn't it, hurt them. It, it I'll, doesn't I'll hurt say them. our community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because our when community. you look at the when you look at the finances of some of these um, legislators, and like, mm-hmm. you look at their income before and look at their income after they've been in office. You're like, they make inside deals. They have connections where we don't have connections, and they identify they identify funds like the Mullins, the plumbing company. And you look at that list of how much money they received, and oh, just like for real, you, you mean how much money, money he received for, in PPP? Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so, like our representation in Congressional District One, which is where we live, mm-hmm. um, Kevin Hearn was on the oh. committee. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. Excuse me. He was on the committee that wrote the that wrote the bill. Right. Mm-hmm. He stalled to go reorganize his organization to break it down into smaller pieces so he would qualify as a small business. He broke them down into each individual so they would qualify as, as small businesses Indeed. so he could maximize how much PPP from, funds. From PPP funds so then once again, the people who really need it, these, these small businesses, they don't even get to get it because there's no money left by the time these big corporations have restructured. Absolutely. Wow. But he was what's insidious about it, because a lot of people got it that shouldn't have gotten it, but what's insidious about it for me is that he saw the writing of it, the saw the vote on it right. to make sure he was taken care of and, and you know, yeah. then he yeah. voted and then he, he, then he benefited from it. Stalled wow. the vote. Absolutely. And I will say that's the only thing that I know that he's done since he's been there. 
Wow. Stall the vote. So um, to that point, um, so the U.S. Representative, District 1, um, there are three candidates, uh, Kevin Hearn, Kojo, and Evelyn Rogers. Go Kojo. You know, so what do you have, what do you think about those candidates and, and, and. So you just heard me say that. Kevin Hearn has done nothing except mm-hmm. take care of himself. Right. I mean, have you been communicated with by him? Uh, no. Right. You live in his district. Right. He's supposed to communicate with you. He don't and even come over here. He asked, He was north-ish on Saturday when he was doing that demonstration. North. North-ish. <laughs> yeah. See, people, they come here and they'll go as far as the Rudisil Library mm-hmm. and Greenwood. Right. Mm-hmm. But they won't go deep north, deep north. Right. you mm-hmm. know, out there where where the issues are and where we, you know, except they won't go. Except for the Baptist Church where they vote. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. except for the Baptist Church if they if they exactly. can. And COVID is stopping that. So that's how I think about um, Kevin Hearn. Kojo is um, more than qualified, right? Kojo has a law degree and decided to teach elementary school. Sure. Right. Um, Kojo has been working, you know, Tulsa. He's been work- he's been up in Bartlesville, which is also part of the district. He's been over in Wagner County, which is also part of the district. He has been out meeting with folks. He's working. Right. He is mm-hmm. actually he is out there. Right. He is out there working. And, you know, how someone runs is, is usually an indicator of how um, they will represent you. Um, Kevin Hearn don't come over here. We don't hear from him. I've gotten three mailers from him that were filled with bits of misinformation right um (laughs) but in his time of being um the congressman and you know i'm kind of a person of note i've been dragged on a couple of phone calls but i never with any warning right we don't hear anything that he's doing for our district yeah he won't even come over i called his uh campaign headquarters and all that because i was wanting to get he and kojo in here together because he did the math yeah he doesn't need your vote yeah, he doesn't. He don't need your vote. Yeah, he wow. he, he has he's done the math and he's decided he doesn't need your vote. Yeah, right. And Evelyn Rogers, don't know anything about her. I've not seen or heard of her. Wow. Is she alive? Because you know right. sometimes they have some dead bodies. On <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Those people. <laughs> she is alive. She alive. So the the next thing I, I wanted to talk about that's um actually on the ballot it are the the two state questions. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, eight oh five for people who don't know what it is, can you let them know what it is? Because when you read this state question, written legally, like, you got to be on top of it. You know, um, what what is going on here? You know. So, eight oh five is aimed at criminal justice reform, and so the goal of eight oh five is to reduce the incidences of stack charges. And what stack charges are in for folks who don't have cousins who've been in prison um, is if you've been charged for a nonviolent crime, right. you've done your time on it, and then you do that same crime a little bit later, what a oh. prosecutor can do now is he can say, well, you know, they did it before, and since they did it before, let's give them twice as much time. Let's mm-hmm. give them this oh. much more time. They enhance the sentence. They enhance the sentence, and it's a nonviolent crime, and that's how you end up with people who've been 20 years in jail for a right. bounce check. Right. right, right. That person just doesn't need a checking account. Mm-hmm. They need some education financial, on financial yeah, management. Right. They do not need how, how prison. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They don't need prison. But um, but this all stems from this is trying to unravel some of that um, um, uh, sentence enhancing stuff that I was talking about when we were filling oh, yeah. private prisons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Right. So and, and that's what uh, 805 is is aimed at. It's aimed at reducing the enhanced charges, thus reducing our prison population. Right. So that's what 805 is, is. That's the goal of 805. And so with the 805 
Um, actually, the judges that no, that the judges don't have the leeway to say it's the DA. Okay, so mm-hmm. and the DA wants to get the most people he can possibly, you know, the biggest because he then gets to turn around and run and say he's tough on crime. Okay. Because I'm, because I'm thinking, some or of, she, yeah. It sounds right. like, <laughs> right. It, it sounds like any and everyone can be affected by this black, white, brown, whatever. But it depends on what. But the fact that we have more black people and women incarcerated, it even even the sentencing isn't. I want to. Can I expand it, Sherry? Yes. Yeah. So I don't want to say that we have more. Um, African-Americans incarcerated, what I I like us to focus on, we have more African-Americans who are involved in the criminal justice system. The more more of us who are involved in the criminal justice system, Mm -hmm. the more of us who end up with charges. And we are targeted. We are arrested more often. We are um, arrested versus given a ticket more often. Right. You know, our enhances are charged, you know, our charges are enhanced more often. If we are more uh, involved in the criminal justice system. I, I want to phrase it that way. Mm-hmm. We make up, you know, 12, 13% of the population, but we make up something like 70, 80% of the incarcerated mm-hmm. population. The math is off there. Right. right? You know, right. Um, and right. so it is my opinion, I don't tell people how to vote, it is my opinion that 805 should get a yes vote because it what it does. And yes, I agree. Caucasian folks benefit as well. But what it does is it reduces unnecessary incarceration. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit to how it will establish an a- appeal procedure because of people who are currently in these situations that we're talking about? The reason why we're trying to pass the 805. So that's that's kind of up to the governor. Like if it, if it okay. passes, oh, if wow. it doesn't, it's up to the governor. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's now thing. I will say now um, when he got there, he went ahead and signed off on all of those folks who were getting off. Yeah. So. That yeah. might be, you know, even a broke clock is right twice a day. So right. let's hope that that's the only thing he gets right. And it was, and, and this is just like a side note. We we did the expungement expo with right. City Council Vanessa Hall Harper. Right. Where we and, met. Right. Right. Exactly. Where we met. Yes. And it ended up kind of simultaneously with the people getting out. Mm-hmm. So people can't start calling us saying it worked. They're getting people out of prison. I'm like, well, hold on. You know, <laughs> yeah. because we were doing the expungement and the people got out like the next day. So people right. assumed that we did the expungement and I guess we made a phone oh, call wow. and those 500 and some people like, got uh, out. But uh, we would like to take the credit for that. We was happy they was getting out, but now yeah. the expungement, we didn't, it didn't happen that fast. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So what about state question 814? So uh, this one's a little bit more technical. So what state 14 is aimed at doing is redirecting TSET funds and that's the ta- tobacco okay. settlement endowment uh, trust. So we voted on that and I don't remember when we voted on that, but they put it to the people um, when we sued big tobacco and we won, they put the money in a trust. Right. And the way that trust was set up is that <clears throat> 75% of the funds would go for cancer research, right. smoking cessation and um, other health healthcare programs. And then 25% of that money would go to the legislator legislature so that they could put it in with the budget. Okay. So what 814 is aimed at doing is they want to, flip that around where 25% of it goes towards smoking cessation, cancer research, um, and those kinds of programs. And 75 cents goes to the legislature where they can use for the budget. Now, here's the part where I tell you about my opinion. Okay. Um, No, I don't trust them. Right. This is exactly how we ended up with um, unfunded education. And I want to bust a myth and I bust a myth and I will do it here on indigenous people's day. 
the tribes are contributing the um, the amount of money they agree to from gambling. What? Right. They are contributing, like they said. I talk to people all the time. And they're like, whatever happened to the Indian money? Just the casino money. They are. But what our legislature did, the tribal money was supposed to <clears throat> mm-hmm. supplement. It was mm-hmm. supposed to be right. on top. But our legislature said, well, we're getting the money anyway from the tribe. And they just kept, kept taking money out of the uh, education budget. Oh, wow. They just kept taking money exactly. out of the education budget until they had no more money in the education budget. Right. So I kind of think that past performance is indicative of future behavior. Right. So they've already shown me that they're not going to manage the money like they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Why would we give them more of right. this money? Exactly. Right. Um, last I heard, cancer was not – we don't have a cure for cancer. Right. No. right. We need to keep funding cancer research. Right. They're trying to take money now. They are trying to be misleading and say that they're going to use it to pay for Medicaid expansion, which mm-hmm. we just voted for. Oh, no. They could, but it's not earmarked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. That's the whole thing. I actually feel as though they're not trying to really find a cure for cancer. They, I mean, because. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. I mean, really, <laughs> right, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> they can find a cure for everything else. Right. But I think it's big business. It is. I think it's just big business, big time business. You know, people make money off of cancer, you know, and people have lost their lives behind cancer. Uh, It's like the cure for AIDS or the cure that there are no cures for any of that. Now, we've got all these top notch scientists and all of these big time people and should be able to find some type of cure for some of these diseases and things that have been going on for years. Right. I'm talking about years. Right. I mean, I remember back in the day when tuberculosis, I mean, well, the measles, the mumps, mm-hmm. and they got cures for all of that. I just think it's just sometimes a conspiracy <laughs> a big, to me. It's a big business. Yeah, right. it's a big business, uh-huh. man. Big money maker. Yeah. You know, that, that's just my opinion mm-hmm. now. When you yeah. talk about the cost, you know, if, if, if a cure costs X amount of dollars, and treatment costs X amount of dollars, and treatment lasts like two, three years. Mm-hmm. I might. They won't. When you when you think about market making money right. and yeah. an income, those are the decisions that are made. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's cheaper to cure and take care of it one time deal is done. Mm-hmm. But I can make more money off of you. So like the crack man, I'm sorry, I'm gonna give you a little bit of crack for free. Right. A little bit. Don't come back. Right. Keep right. coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. And I'm gonna refer you to another crack man. Right. You know what I mean? And keep on going. Referrals and things like yeah. that. And yeah. you make some money, he makes some money, everybody makes money off of you. Yeah. yeah, and I just want to say I, I love the way that you blew your horn at the people that thought they was off on Columbus Day today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blew your horn yeah. Kept on yeah. Going. That's right. No foul. Right. That, that was yeah. That was good. Yeah, pretty good. So, what about the the Supreme Court judges? Do you have an opinion? I do not yeah, have an opinion. What, okay. I do not have an opinion on the judges. Okay. My opinion is. Yeah, so shallow that I don't want to share it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what I will say about that is for um, for me, what I have done in my research is I have went and figured out um, how these uh, judges were appointed. Right. right. Because that is going to give you a strong indicator as to what their belief system is, typically. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I am a Republican governor and I voted you, you know, I appointed you to this office then it's probably because you have some values and some beliefs and a belief system that matches up with what I believe 
All right. right? right. So therefore, that's why I'm putting you in office. So what I would tell um, our listeners is make sure that you know um, who what who appointed these individuals. Right. You know, and you can also go to and I I have been going to uh, Ballotpedia. Yes, com and looking, you can see um, these different um, judges, their record, where they came from, what you know, what they did prior to right. being, you know, appointed to mm-hmm. office, how long they've been there. You can and look they'll at sometimes all of summarize, like if they had a big case or two, they'll summarize sure. those cases for you as well. Absolutely, and so that way you're informed. I mean, don't just go um, to um, vote and then just like oh well, I don't know any of these yes 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 or no 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 because some of them may be you know they may align with what it is that you believe in your belief system as far as you know um, what you want to see in an elected official I think what I do I do like the fact that they are two year terms versus you know like when you go up the chain then it's a lifetime mm-hmm. which is like whoa so yeah yeah, yeah. two years you can kind of see what they're doing today. <laughs> yeah yeah right Yes. So anyway, that that is the ballot. You know, a one, two, three, um, from the professional over yeah. here, Miss wow. Alicia. <laughs> Bo Kojo, Kojo. Yes. yes. Amy Broyles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What do you think about the the NBA, the NFL, um, soccer, hockey, tennis? Everybody sports, sports is opening up their facilities arenas, yeah. or their arenas for voting polls or voting places where everybody can go. What are your thoughts about that? Is I am more than thrilled because those are young, young people right. who have a voice, mm-hmm. who finally recognize that they have a voice right. and they're using their voice for good um, because nobody told them that they had to do that, mm-hmm. oh. but they, they understand that they need to use their voice to help other people use their voice. That's how I'm reading it. Right. And I am thrilled beyond words, you know, not just that they're opening their places for polling and, and, and registering people to vote, but that they're making statements before, before they play. Right, they have right, a voice. Right. It's not just what the owners say, you know, because without them, the owners aren't make, they're not making that money. And right. for years, it's like they didn't even act like they realized how much power they have. Yeah, and so right, right. I'm blown away that they finally recognize their power and they're using it. Afraid. It makes you wonder the other ones ahead of them, were they afraid? And were, were or did they, they just feel to... lucky? Right. 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 Yeah, and, to, and I guess that also gets into the economics of it. Right. You know, they force when they talking, it's 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 not money that's speaking, but it affects money. It is it's money. Ma- that's yeah. It can yeah. affect the entire city or entire mm-hmm. state based on that one person saying something. So, um, I do uh, commend them for for stepping up because I don't remember that happening like in the past. Mm-hmm. When you go back and look at the NFL and the NBA, I've never really known the no, history. No, absolutely not. No, I yeah. mean like Jim Brown had a hard time, right? right. Muhammad Ali had a hard yeah, time when they tried really to use their time. voice. And so everybody was like, ooh, they're stars. If they're doing that, I'm not going to do anything. And so right. that's why I said, I'm so grateful that they recognize that they have power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me ask, um, what do you think? I, I know that you were at the Black Lives Matter um, event on Saturday and you spoke at that event. What do you think um, the Democratic Party should um, do about the Black Lives Matter movement, or do you think they should do anything or have any involvement in that whatsoever? So I'm going to ready to quote Kojo. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, it's an African proverb. I heard him say it years ago, right. and that's when I first started following Kojo, and he said, you know, what you do uh, to me without me, you do. No, what you do to me, no, for me without me, you do to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what I tell people whenever they think they want to step up and be an ally, mm-hmm. 
take a seat mm-hmm. and let the leaders of the movement tell you how you can help them. Right. And so um, I'm not going to comment on Black Lives Matter Tulsa because right. I don't know their, their structure. Um, I do know Black Lives Matter Oklahoma City. I know their structure. I know uh, their executive there. I know what's going on there. And my take on this, and she was there on Saturday, mm-hmm. my take on this is I will be here to support you how you need me to support you. Right. Right. I don't think I need to step, you know, as a chair, I don't need to step in front of that. Right. Now, if, if you know, so they asked me to speak on Saturday. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, I'll come and speak. Now, I'm not going gonna, gonna to stay in my lane, though. Right. My lane is, you know, if y'all mad about this, mm-hmm. vote for your city councilors. Right. Because that's who decided this is. Mm-hmm. Um, all it took was five people in every precinct, five more people in every precinct, and we would have a different mayor. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Five wow. people. Five people in every precinct. That's the degree That's of separation. A, That's the degree of separation. Wow. And so it it makes a difference. You, every you, vote counts. You said five. five. Not five not hundred. Five. Not five households. Five people. Wow. wow. That makes a difference. And when we sit back and we're mad about stuff and mm-hmm. be mad at the polls. Right. And, and make a difference. And right. that's what I, I spoke on. Um, I frankly don't think that Tulsa deserves a Black Lives Mural. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I don't think we deserve it. We have not lived up to, to the expectations, wow. the right. ideas of that. I mean, well, where is, do you start? I mean, you know, uh, I feel like we deserve a lot of stuff here in our community, but we got to start somewhere because I believe that. There's been a lot that's been paid here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Even in this whole state, I think Tulsa, Oklahoma has the most devastating history out of mm-hmm. any community Agreed. in this Agreed. state. Agreed. Absolutely. And uh, I think it's old. You know, uh, Black Lives Matter, Black Wall Street matters, all of it matters. And I think when you kind of push off of that, then there's a tendency to not really agree with what's been paid no no don't misunderstand me we absolutely are old for sure but our mayor got national press off of the black lives matter mural mm-hmm. he you, sat there are you on, talking about the mayor here right yes and talk right yes gt bynum right. was on cbs yeah. and cnn true bragging what? about how that mural symbolized the unity in tulsa and how far we've come Right. But yet, still and then as soon as the cameras left, he went ahead and approved for it to be moved. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we got to look like on a national stage, yeah, like we, we were from, part of a movement oh, that we had, we were a united city, and that we were included. And we didn't need it. I didn't even know he did. I didn't know he did that either. He did, and so we got to look like we were something sure. that we weren't, and he got to get the benefit of that. And then as soon as the cameras were gone. He removed the mural. He removed the mural. He doesn't deserve to get to look like not at all. We are something that, that he not. doesn't represent or believe in. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I mean by that statement. I am all about Black Lives Matter. I mean, I'm black. I'm all about me some Black Lives Matter. I'm all about the commemoration of Black Wall Street um, and the acknowledgement of the massacre. I'm all about all of those things. I just don't want people who don't believe in them to get credit for it. Right. Right. Okay. Can that's, I, that's my struggle. Yeah. Can I rewind? Rewind to something right quick. Cause that kind of took off so fast. When you said, did you were you saying five different votes in different precincts in determine who precinct. was going to be the mayor in every precinct? 
Well, five. I'm saying I'm that make I'm, I'm saying that the current mayor won his reelection by 1,319 votes. Yes. Wow. Yes. Let me. And so, if in each precinct, five more people would have voted a different way. Mm. Yeah. And I want to ask that: Was that encouraging or discouraging to you, as the chair? So the campaign itself, mm-hmm. the opposition campaign. So right. I'm not sure if we're saying names here. Right. The op- um, inspired me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he mobilized as many people as he mobilized, the way and people got behind him, and, and the way he, he was able to raise money, proving that money can be raised for a, a candidate mm-hmm. um, from an underrepresented group, um, the, the way he had people of all stripes supporting him mm-hmm. encouraged me, made me feel great about our town, all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, when he didn't win, and our current mayor came out with a bloating uh, Facebook post, um, that that discouraged me, and I, I fear that all the people who worked really hard on that campaign may be discouraged and may not continue to stay involved. Right. And you know, the five votes, just five votes in each precinct, right. would have made a difference. Right. And so I, any time I get an opportunity to say that, I'm saying that to people. Right. And you could have just knocked on one more house and told that right. that family mm-hmm. to go vote. To, to go, go vote. vote. Yeah. Right. We might have had a very different outcome. Right. Wow. That close, huh? So that it was means that you close. just got some mixed emotions about it. I do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. ask yeah. about um so on, on at Saturday's event there was a militia that appeared, right? You know that Oklahoma uh, you know that the United States does not acknowledge militias if they're illegal at all forms. So go ahead. <laughs> hmm. but, so I wanted to ask you what your thought was about these people that showed up. Um, their reasons for being there and you know I, I heard they had dogs out there too I didn't see the dogs I did see the men with the long guns um, so <laughs> I love it we were at the center of the universe and if you know where that is yes. they yeah. were standing down at the edge of the block waiting mm-hmm. they were standing on each side of the street waiting mm-hmm. um, their only purpose they can say whatever they want to their only pers- purpose was to instigate mm-hmm. anytime you introduce a um, a firearm into a situation, you escalate that situation. Right. Um, then you bring people who have nothing to do with anything, and they show they up show with up their just, just long gun. Mm-hmm. Right. They wow. were instigating, instigating. They were trying to cause problems, and then they followed the marchers over. Right. Right. What are you doing? You right. don't believe right. in the You're not cause? protecting. Yeah. Who are you protecting? What are you protecting? Why are you here except to intimidate and instigate? Right. Wow. That's what I think. Can I add to that? What if those people were? people of color that did that oh, what do you oh, think they would not have made it over to city hall mm-hmm. right they would have been gone because the police were down there because they were down there at that other they rally mm-hmm. every right. Last one right? Of them. um they would not have still been there when this march has started they right. they would not have been there which is why it's so disgusting that we're trying to identify the painters and i don't know them on the record i don't know them that we're trying to identify the painters, but we're not trying to identify the folks with the long guns. Mm. And, right. And their priorities were covered up. Priority. Right. They, they had, you know, they, I yeah. looked at their pictures. They had on gators. They had the gators. They had the big and glasses. And and go- yeah. Covered up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So they know what they're doing, too. Well, so people I know talked to them. Those folks drove three hours to be oh, here. Oh, no. Wow. So they're not even from here. They're not from here. And oh, they're no. not even from, like, the other side of town. Right. They drove. Excuse me. They drove three hours mm-hmm. to intimidate and instigate. Wow. 
So I read a news report um, that um, there are groups like those those people Popping that showed up, up and they are planning on being at the polls um, on election day. Illegal. And so what do you think about that? It's illegal. Right. Um, first and foremost. First and foremost, it's illegal. Um, and we are in the party and looking for any volunteers, if anybody's listening, mm-hmm. we are going to um, have folks kind of uh, canvassing the polls. Right. Looking for trouble to call in. We have a voter protection hotline um, set up so they have one place to call so we can capture where all the problems are and make sure that we get an, get a lawyer and um, the police over there to, to break it up because it's illegal. Right. And if if the police don't want to do it, um, my phone is full of media. Right. And right. I'll call the media all day long. Right. Um if y'all not going to do your job, we just need to make sure we get this on record. Because uh, one of the articles that I read was that, that they were going to be there to make sure that nothing happened. But I'm like, we're just going to vote. I mean, what are we trying to do? But that comes well, from but the, the president, top, the president told yeah. them to do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, that, that wasn't the standby. He specifically no. said yeah. there will be armed people at the polls to make sure nothing bad happens. Mm. What happens when people go in and color in some dots? Right. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to figure out. That, that was the same, but that's the same mantra he's, he's using when we're talking about the mail-in ballots mm-hmm. and how they're tampered with. And when we sat in there this past Friday, it was like, this is like watching paint dry. How right. could anybody mess this up? You know? Well, okay. They can mess it up. And they will mess it up. Oh, wow. Yeah, they can mess it up. But there's something about you guys being there that holds people accountable. Okay. So whatever little shenanigans they were thinking about doing, they knew that they had witnesses. Right. Wow. I mean, so, so that is real, but the king of the misinformation is working overtime. Mm-hmm. I mean, he truly is trying to undermine the vote. He's truly trying to discourage people from voting mm-hmm. and make people think that their vote doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate to say it, but I think it is going to work on some people. Some people are going to think, it's not worth it to go if they're going to be guns. It's not worth it to go if they're not going to count my vote. I'm going to say this real quick. In Oklahoma, um, we've already started opening absentee ballots. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so before the end of the night in Oklahoma, we will know all of our votes that are counted. Okay. And so we're not going to be waiting weeks and weeks to know what happened in Oklahoma. I just want to say that so that people in Oklahoma know our votes are going to be counted. Right. Our, our process Throughout our whole state. Throughout the whole state. Yeah, mm-hmm. Oklahoma City started a little bit earlier than Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tulsa had the, had more, no, Oklahoma City had more absentee ballot requests. Um, but Tulsa worked through theirs faster. Right. So the process is working because it's not a new process. Um, he's just trying to undermine it so people won't vote because he knows when we show up, we win. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of his mishandling of, of the COVID crisis, you know, this time last year, there were five states that had auto- automatic absentee ballot. But because people are afraid to go vote, 20 additional states are trying to do, not us, but 20 additional states. And so half of the states are going to automatic absentee. But oh, he brought it on himself because of his mishandling of COVID. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, let me let me ask this. Like you said, a lot of experts are saying that people will be afraid and they will be intimidated to go vote. But let me ask this. If you in Oklahoma County or Tulsa County, who is responsible responsible for allowing this to happen? Is this the mayor? Is this the chief of police? Who's responsible to say if this is going on, it's this person's responsibility to ensure that this is not happening? 
So first of all, it starts with the uh, Secretary of State, mm-hmm. then the election board, uh, the state election board, and then the county election board. And in Tulsa County, oh. the person in charge is Gwen Freeman. She's the secretary of the Tulsa County Election Board. That's that's her house. Mm-hmm. That's the house mm-hmm. things like that's her that house. And so since it's county, will the sheriff department you, You're be speaking of the um, election board, right? I am. I understand that they're going to shut it down and move the election board to Driller Stadium. I was afraid we were going to get to that. Yeah, well, we're there. We're there. We're there. And I heard, I mean, a lot of seniors and elders are used to going down there and casting their vote and stuff right. like that won't be able to go down there. So why? No one wants to answer the question as to why. And I've asked. Mm-hmm. County Commissioner, I've asked the Secretary of um, the Election Board, I've asked the question, and no one wants to answer the question why. They are saying, I don't know if you've been to the Election Board in the last year. But I have. They, I do voter registration here all the time. Okay, so you've seen that they have reduced how much space there is to move around. And so they're saying that there isn't enough space to do high-volume voting, and at the um, baseball field, they can use that whole um, bottom level and spread out and get more people through. Mm-hmm. My challenge with that process, I like that they're looking for a way for people to more people to be able to vote. My challenge with that process is, I believe it's voter suppression mm-hmm. because of the lack of information. That's right. Um, I yeah, am super involved in this. Mm-hmm. I've seen one PSA about it. Mm-hmm. I've seen one PSA. Right. I saw something on Facebook. It's very discouraging. They're they're not getting the word out, and I mm-hmm. have been crowing like nobody's business and so has representative uh goodwin we've been making a lot of noise about it because i don't think that people know now i did reach out and tell a lot of preachers so they could tell their flocks but i don't think a lot of people know that you go down there to 555 north denver on uh, october 29th through the 31st and you're not going to be able to vote and i fear that some people will say okay well never mind and not go around the corner Mm -hmm. to 201 north elgin Mm -hmm. i gotta say it so everybody knows 201 (laughs) north elgin uh, and that's the entrance to uh, early voting, and that's going to be on um, Thursday the 29th, Friday the 30th, and Saturday the 31st. Early voting will be at the baseball field. Um, parking will be free. free. Okay. Mm. You will, they will not be ticketing people for parking. Okay. They're supposed to have numbers out on that day, so that if you take someone who has uh, ADA, ADA issues, like mm-hmm. they can't walk mm-hmm. or they right. need special help, they're supposed to have. They're going to have numbers out there so that they'll bring a, uh, the little cardboard box so they can vote from the car. Okay, good. But here's the thing: you guys talk about this every week. All the I time. shouldn't be telling you something that you don't know. Absolutely. So I just, yeah. I just recently found yeah. out about it when See, I, I inter- when I interviewed Regina Goodwin on this past right. Saturday. Right. Right. I didn't know. I interviewed Regina and she, we were talking, and I said, "What? Mm-hmm. Our, mm-hmm. our community don't know anything about this." Absolutely. At and all. I, and I kind of, I kind of feel there. like it's aimed. Right. Mm-hmm. I, because here's the thing: prior in prior years, there were two early voting locations. You could vote down at 555 North Denver, or you could vote out there at Hardesty. Hardesty is closed this time, Mm -hmm. and the only place that you're going to be able to early vote is at the baseball field. There are people, I vote early voting at 555 North Denver and have since 2008, right? I vote there, and there are people who just know, you know, that Thursday before election, I can go and vote and get it out of the way, and Mm -hmm. I don't have to wait in line, blah, blah, blah. And I fear that they have not gotten the word out enough. The word is not out. It's not, yeah. It's not out. And we that don't there are going to be people who don't know. 
And there are going to be seniors who are going to go down to the election board wanting to vote, and they're going. To, well, I can't. They're going vote. to have. They're going to have their inpatient grandchild drive them down there to vote. Right. Exactly. And right. then when they ask their grandchild that's to take them somewhere happen. else, they're going to say, "Grandma, I got to go," mm-hmm. and they may not get to vote. And I hate back to home. say that, but that's what it, I, I yeah. fear. Well, not only that. What about the length of time that it's going to take them to? Yeah, to, to vote. get through that line. Because I know yeah. today in Atlanta, I have a friend. She waited eight hours to vote. Oh, I love you, Sherry. So that I want to say, stay in line. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma, we have voting privilege, mm-hmm. right? We don't you typically have to wait in line. You go, even if there's a line, you wait 20 minutes unless you live in Osage County. Mm-hmm. You go, you get in, and you get out. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a lot of, I printed, uh, I got my ballot at the house. It's three pages. Mm-hmm. There are a yeah, lot of things. So it's going to take people a little bit longer to vote. Right. As long as you are in line on November 3rd, as long as you're in line by 7 o'clock, not pulling up, not put, putting on your shoes at home, thinking about it, but in line, they have to let you vote, okay. even if it doesn't, and, if, and please, even if it's after 7 o'clock. And yeah. please know what you're voting for. Right. You right. must know mm-hmm. what's on the ballot. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you I'm grateful check, for Damali. You could, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm always going to pull I'm going to give you the info. You're right. right. You could be checking a box that you don't need to be checking. Absolutely. 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 So I've been pushing people to uh, do absentee balloting so so that, you know, you can vote at home at your leisure, think about it, do some research. Um, but you can also just go and pull your sample ballot. Go out to the state election board or IWillVote.com. You can print out your sample ballot. It will be your ballot and do your research coloring in, and they will allow you to take your cheat sheet in. Mm-hmm. So you can just take it and go in and do your coloring. Just go in and do your coloring. So do research your ballot. So yeah. when, is the, when is the last day that you can actually request a ballot? Is that already passed? The absentee ballot. So the absentee ballot, the last day is October 27th. Okay. My shoulders okay. dropped on that um, because it's so close. Mm-hmm. And so I'm begging anybody who waits till October 27th to request their absentee ballot, they will get it. Mm-hmm. Don't you put that in the mail? Right. You Take need to go hand yeah. deliver that to the um, uh, county election board so that it'll get counted. It will only at vote Driller for it there. Stadium. No, 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 no. You oh. hand deliver oh, you your stuff at the election, you election board. board. Yeah. You can still That's hand right. deliver your stuff even while they're doing the election. There will be somebody over okay. there. Okay. Right. You can hand so, deliver yourself, oh, okay. and you can only so it won't, it won't deliver be, yours. Okay. Right. You can't deliver yours. It won't be closed. It won't be closed, but they will not be letting you vote. Okay. But what about all Unless those me and Regina can get them to change. Affidavit. <laughs> You're working on that, right? <laughs> Explain the affidavit, you know, making sure you have the correct affidavit signatures and all that stuff so your vote won't be tossed out. So there, when you get your ballot, there's going to be a whole bunch of pieces of paper in yeah. there. Two of them are explanation pieces of paper, and there are three envelopes. The easiest way to remember the envelopes, they are like nesting dolls. Mm-hmm. So um, the the small the smallest envelope goes into the next mm-hmm. largest envelope, which goes into the next. But all the places that require a signature, sign it. All the places cursive. that require a date, cursive. cursive, yes. Everything right. that requires a date, date it. And you you can either have it notarized, and I'm going to say this for people who don't deal with notaries all the time, your bank, any any place that you have a banking relationship will notarize it for you for free. Tag offices have to notarize it for free. Um, A lot of churches and libraries and um, those kind of different places, the the Tulsa County Democratic Party um, are hosting um, sessions where you drive by and they will notarize it for you. You can either do the notary or you can send a copy of your ID. Now, the trick about the ID is that it's a, it's a government-issue ID that is not expired on November 3rd. Mm-hmm. So if it expires on October 31st, don't test that ID because right. your vote won't count. 
Right. Your 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 ID can't be expired by election day. Right. And that's a, that's a really big deal. So it's your passport, your driver's license, your state ID, military ID, um, uh, tribal card, or your voter's registration card. Those are all acceptable forms of ID. So if you have one that's expired, you can you can use another form. That's correct. Another gotcha. Form. Just the one you attach has to uh, not be expired. Gotcha. Mm. Wow, this election. I mean, it's coming by so fast. It'll be here before yeah. we know it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. This given. whole year has been crazy. And this I whole know, year has been crazy. I know. But I want to make sure, Miss um, Andrews, that we get this information because we have like 10 social media platforms and working with the pastor coalitions and all of the people we have access to. Right. And we just want to do what we can, you know, while we can to get Absolutely. all this information Three out. Three weeks. Three weeks. I know I'm sitting here looking at the calendar. I'm going back and forth, back and forth. And it's, it's three weeks in a day. Yeah, we're, we're at 22 days. Mm-hmm. I mean, the clock is ticking. It's ticking. Right. So um, if you don't mind, um, if it's a one page or something, we just want to really kick this information out as fast as we can. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll have somebody work on that. Yeah, Thank my graphic you. design skills aren't there. Right. Okay, yeah, man, so much information, so much stuff taking place, and uh, get out and vote, V-O-T-E, vote, vote, vote. Miss Andrews, want to thank you for uh, taking the time out of your busy schedule. We know you got to head out of here. Thank you for having me. Thank and you. we're going to do that. Maybe we can get you back in before, I don't know. We I live here, see. just call me. Yeah, just call you, okay. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll do something like that, okay? All right, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. We're going to take a little break, and we're going to be right back. So stick around, okay? What's up, y'all? This is Charlie Wilson, and you listen to K-Bob, 89.9 FM. Bobby Eaton Show. Good stuff. Starts with a three, four, five, or six. This is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates, along with paying high car insurance, and it may be costing you that job that you really want. What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, Call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. If you know better, you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. P&J Publishing Incorporated announces a new book release, The Entrepreneurial Woman. The World is Your Playground by Angela K. Chambers, MES. Available right now for pre-order at payhip.com slash B slash N B capital A capital C. The book release is set to hit June 1st, 2020. If you're ready to publish your book, visit us online at www.pnjpublishing.com. Unleash that book that's inside of you with PNJ Publishing. Advertising the Salsa Black on Business Guide. It's a monthly publication reaching all of Oklahoma and beyond. 
giving exclusive content about your business and many businesses that are connected to you. Full page and half pages are available. Purchase and artwork are due on the 25th of each month. Visit us online right now at www.tulsabobn.com for more details. Or email us right now at tulsabobn at gmail.com for pricing. Hello, Tulsa. This is Janetta Toll with Sunday Dinner and More by Janet, your weekend soul spot. Every Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. We're located 531 East Apache in the historic Apache Circle Center. Of course, during these times, it's carry out only, but you can call 918-951-5143. That's Sunday Dinner and More by Janice. Azurac is a youth and family fun center located at 5424 North Madison Avenue in Tulsa, Oklahoma. At Azurac, we offer a host of activities for children and families of the Tulsa community at little to no cost. To find out about the many programs, activities, and services offered at Edgerec, please visit our website, www.edgerectulsa.com, or just give us a call at 918-430-3947. Fitting Back In is a reintegration program designed to help those released from prison to fit back into the community as productive, valuable members of society. They help schedule various classes such as anger management, substance abuse, and mental health. They also work with different programs in the community to provide job training. If you or someone you know needs help with resources in career development, employment, or housing, to find out more information, call 918-592-3500 or stop by 2121 North Harvard Avenue, Monday through Thursday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Are you looking for some inspiration? Don't miss Word Up Sunday each and every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. on KBOB 89.9 FM. That's Word Up Sunday with Bishop Melvin Cooper, a World One for Christ Family Life Ministries, right here on KBOB 89.9 FM. Oh uh, yeah, we're back here on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. Uh, we just got through talking with uh, Miss Alicia Andrews, yes. and boy, do we get some information, man! So much needed information. Yeah. What do you guys think? It, it, it was very informative. Yeah. I definitely learned some things that I did not know. Right. It created some urgency um, to make sure information get out to people so people can be informed and equipped sure because it's very important this election is very important it's so important isn't it so i and i think that you know what i got is that um we just have to be more present period um because i did not know that only 30 percent of you know uh, of people in people Oklahoma, in Oklahoma mm-hmm. period. Yeah, yeah, period. I'm like, that is crazy. I thought we had big numbers. I thought at least 60, 70% right. of the people yeah. were voting, but we only have 30%. 30%? That's crazy. I never heard I of I never would have imagined that. No. And to even know that, you know, in this past election for mayor, you know, just five different people made the difference different. in, from the each precinct, precinct. What made the difference in that election. 
In this last election. In the last, last election. election. Well, that was Greg, wasn't it? Yeah. That was Greg. So okay. that's what I'm saying. It, it's very, very important that, you know, when you think your vote does not count or your voice does not matter, you know, but in the grand scheme of things, in the big picture, you right? Matter. It matters. You yeah, matter. It matters. Yeah, it's just a, you know, it's just like going back to, you know, how Black Lives Matter and people, like you say, they don't think their vote matters. Right. You don't think you matter. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, we like, got to get out of that mindset. Right. You, you know, what you that, do right. have, con- have consequence. You what know, you do we, or don't do. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Sometimes the young people like my kids, I get creative. On mm-hmm. the day that they're supposed to vote, I text them and say, hey, <clears throat> send me a picture of your I voted along with you in there, and I'm going to cash up you $25. Because ah. in my mind, it's a whatever it takes yeah. to get mm-hmm. them in the process yeah. to where it becomes yeah. a habit, even if you don't get because what I think about vote now is not what I thought about in my 20s, Absolutely. for sure. Exactly. Absolutely. So I just want them to be involved and register yeah. to vote so I know that they vote. I wake, I wake up in the morning. All right, Trey, come on, let's go. Right. You know what I mean? And we get together, and we be the first ones in the line. Right, and people say, "Man, you 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 bought your son, huh?" I say, "Yeah, man, we got to yeah. get it going on, right. get it popping, right? You know, make it a requirement in your household. That's right to to vote, right? Yeah. Don't let them just lay around while you getting up going yeah, to vote, vote, right? Yeah. Matter you know? of fact, can they hold your seat? That's the other than the question right. I wanted to ask for for the young folks that you know aren't working or whatever. Can you hold seats? Oh, oh wow, somebody yeah, somebody in the car." You keep moving up. You're like, yeah, it's time is yeah. Jackson. Come on. Right. Come on. Look at up here. <laughs> yeah. That right. Especially for the seniors. Yeah. You know, yeah. seniors. For I those that don't that. mind waiting, yeah. not in a rush, or just uh-huh. anybody for that matter, waiting in right. line for eight hours. That's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. That's why it's you. best to get there early. Right. Real super that's early. problem that we really don't have in Oklahoma. No, I mean, we don't I've have. I've never, yeah. I think I've, maybe 10 minutes is like the most yeah, I've ever true. had to wait. Yeah, in the big cities, you're going to have voting. that. But in big cities, yeah, oh, you will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Other than this crazy stuff that's going on, I feel like, in my mind, I feel like because of all the civil unrest, mm-hmm. it seemed like that's when more people get out to vote. Right. I yeah. feel like when Barack was running, it's, it just built something up. Right. That's why well, she you said 50%. Right. Even though, you know, the circumstances were different. But I feel like now, with the civil unrest, with the situation with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and others, mm. right. I feel like people want something different. And all them young people out marching and protesting right. and people, right. I feel like a lot more people going to get out to vote mm-hmm. this time. But that's just how I don't I feel. know because I mean you know I have a cousin who um, she's young you know um, she's in her twenties you know co- moving up on thirty but she's just like you know she's not voting this year because she's just disillusioned and I'm like well, what are you talking about you know so we've been having these conversations back and forth right. and back and forth and she's on Facebook and we're all like you know on Facebook like you need to vote <laughs> you know so you know it's just like a whole group of us you know because but I get it I mean I really do get why you would be disillusioned I get. That, you know, the stuff that you see in the media and all this crazy stuff that we've got going on, it, it is, you know, yeah, a reason. 2020 has been, boy, Man, bad, been a bad Man, boy. It's been terrible. Woo, 2020. And, and, it's, and it's gone by so fast. You know, March, March, March was March and it was like, huh? 
yeah. from March on, it from has March been crazy. just, you know, just a blur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we look up, it's October, November 3rd. But it's just it's been a lot of crazy what, stuff. What, just, right. Murder yeah. has taken place with the police department. Mm-hmm. COVID has stepped in. The presidential election is going on. Yeah. We've had climate control and, yeah. and two, the West Coast fires hurricanes. and hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, oh, man, and, it's been a crazy yeah. year. Crazy and, year. And I'll say, I don't know if the young people are like not tuned in but i take what they say and just listen because my own son i'm like khalil he's 25 uh-huh. you know, right now uh-huh. right so and he's pretty sharp right so i'm like khalil what's going on with voting and you guys well that's what i love about having a son that age and then different, different right dealing with but what he said i was like man i gotta chew on that for a second he said well dad i don't i'm gonna vote i don't really think it matters because what our grandparents fought for and what you fighting for and what we gonna have to fight for nothing has changed Wow. Ouch. Yeah. He said the killings, they was killing people when our grandparents were there. They was killing people in your time. Mm-hmm. So he went back to the, mm-hmm. the, the Gardner guy. And mm-hmm. the, he said, so if Eric Gardner, yeah. Eric Gardner said now it's George Floyd. And before that, he went to the other stuff. So he so that means he, he gave a lot of insight right. and right. thought. So it's not like right. he was disconnected, but he was like, for us voting, what? You know, has changed. Mm-hmm. But you also have some other people out on on the <clears throat> internet spewing that information mm-hmm. about you know our votes, black folks really don't count this, that, and the other. But I'm like, I don't care. Right. I agree. You still got to go vote. So I I heard this, and it, this is hilarious to me. And every time I think about it, it's it's funny to me. But I mean, it just goes to show how desperate some people are. So I heard a politician back, and this was like early on. Um, you know, right after COVID, mm-hmm. you know, so this is early on and we were on quarantine and all of that. And um, so they were talking about, you know, still uh, the president saying, you know, talking about voter suppression and all this. And this politician, she said, I don't care if I have to crawl on my hands and knees through glass. Uh-huh. I'm getting to the polls, you know, and I mm-hmm. thought about that for me. And I'm like, you know what? That is really how critical it is. The vote is yeah. right now. It's critical. Yeah. You know, I mean, this serious. is a huge game changer because Absolutely. we're putting people, we're putting, they've already, they're talking about stacking the bench. Dude, mm-hmm. you already stacked the bench. You already mm-hmm. put people in place in right. lower courts, okay, right. that are very conservative. Mm-hmm. So that type of thing, you know, the mm-hmm. stacking of the sentences, that will never go away. Right. And just just in general, how you release, I'm, I'm, again, super cracker, mm-hmm. super cracker. Some man had super cracker with the Confederate flag on his truck in oh, Oklahoma. Wow. Oh, wow. You saw that, huh? Super, super cracker. cracker. Wow. I, yeah. that on no, truck, I, thought, huh? I thought I was getting ready to go to the store and get some of that cheese and stuff. Mm-hmm. Instead of super, no, I'm kind of hungry. I'm kind of hungry right now. You feel more empowered to do stuff like that. And it's just like, Wow. It, for me, I I don't. My mindset now: black, white, green, or yellow. Just somebody in office that'll bring us together. Absolutely, you know, would be what I would want to vote stop for. Stop dividing. Right. This divide. Yeah. Well, Trump has really uh, divided this country yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. You can see it, and he makes statements like, "I've done more for the African American community oh, than God. any president." Ever, right. you know, you hear him. He tells so just many lie. lies. But when right. he likes just to lie. lie, he loves to lie. So when you got somebody yeah. that likes to lie, he just lie, 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 one after another. And you know, for you know? us, you know, I mean, I cannot stand politics. To be honest, I yeah. really cannot. It's a dirty business. It, it, it is, and it brings out the worst in people. Yes. I feel. Yes, um, I feel like people get up here and they say all this stuff. 
And once they get in the office, they don't, you know, care nothing you know, about what they say. A lot of, people, that they a lot of politicians show up around to our churches, oh, yeah. to our facilities, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, during time. election time don't only. Right. Don't you never see, no see them no more nope. until election time. Mm-hmm. And know? that happens at our church. I'm glad church is closed. Right. And they don't even. <laughs> right. Like, you don't want to hear all that. You don't want to hear. For me, when I hear people say that, like like Trump, when he says that, or any politician, not just him, right. when they say I've done more for African Americans, I'm just looking around like, well, what, where, what have you done? Where? 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 I mean, that's um, just what I say. What have yeah. you done? Mm-hmm. I, I, what, I, I can't see anything. It's just the same. It's just another day in the night. Look, here's yeah. the ticket. It's, it's, in my mind, it's still North North Tulsa, right. North mm-hmm. Minneapolis, North right. Kansas mm-hmm. City, yeah. North yeah. Side right. of Chicago, mm-hmm. North St. Louis, St. Louis, Detroit, all the places look still exactly the same with all what you've done. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And you know, even in our our I say this all the time that uh, even in our community, our black community, Mm -hmm. we don't really what I consider, that's just my opinion, have a ghetto. We have we have an impoverished area, right? You're right. But we don't have no no serious ghetto. And we don't have tent city and cardboard boxes and people living in. We're not Minnesota. We have these tent cities and all of that. Tent cities. When you go to other cities, you'll see some serious. When I can see a Comanche or Vernon Manor with gated community Mm -hmm. and the grass cut, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, and stuff like that. And when people from Chicago or Detroit move here and they move into Vernon Manor, mm-hmm. man, they, they think a, they are doing Oh, yeah, man, they just, oh, I, don't they Ooh, I have good. arrived. This is nice. I got me a nice. I can tell you, I don't have no problem watch, walking over in Comanche. I don't no, either. You know. feel like we're going right. to me, so that's right. how you know. Yeah. Because if you're in a ghetto ghetto, you're going to know. You're right. going to know. Time to go. right. Because there are some streets and areas you can't go in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Unless you, you know, unless the police you know won't even go in certain areas unless there's some kind of crime or right. uh, something, murder or something. They won't right. even go in those neighborhoods. Yeah, you can you can make some wrong turns in some cities and you mm-hmm. will. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you're going to quick. Yeah. You know, yeah. I had a friend I, and not even two months ago, but his son that was just a good kid, 19 years old, and he was in Kansas City, mm-hmm. made the wrong turn and somebody shot him in the head. Oh, God. 19 years old, just wow. made... You know, that's what I'm saying in some places. Yeah. Well, I was in Houston, and I made a wrong turn on a dead-end street. Oh, God. A dead-end street in the hood Mm -hmm. in Fifth Ward. Wow. And I made that, and I went down the street, and I saw all these dudes out there. Right. And they said, what you want, man? I said, oh, man, I don't know. I I, I thought I could cut through, you know what I mean? Right. a shortcut right here. They said, man, no, you need to get out of here. Right. I turned my car around fast. It's a right. pedal to the middle. Yeah, and get on the yeah. car. Out of there. But see, some areas you just can't go. Mm-hmm. They knew. They said, "Man, this man is light skinned with green eyes. Oh. He get a twenty-four hour pass. Oh, to get him man. out of here. Let get me out get here. out of here. You know, <laughs> right? So, because it's a different world. You know, it is in our oppressed and depressed communities. You know, where things have been implemented into our communities, such right. as drugs and alcohol and things like that. Because we as black people, we don't manufacture none Any of that. Right. Right. We don't Any make no crack. We don't make no meth. Mm-hmm. We don't um, do none of that. Guns, we don't manufacture mm-hmm. none. We don't have no, no airplanes and no, no boats and planes, right. Right. you know, to bring all that stuff in. Mm-hmm. Time corporate businesses are involved in the making and doing that kind of stuff to and keep they, us and they, systematically controlled. 
and they and, make donations and, to those and donations to those political yeah. people yeah. and help that continue. The only thing I heard from her, the main thing as she was talking and everything she had yeah. said, it was just all strategy and being strategic. Right. All this stuff That's is what not it was. by chance. It's mm-hmm. Strategic, strate- she talked about planning. They know this, 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 mm-hmm. this, this. And um, God has empowered us to yeah. be some, the brightest. He wants us to be we strategic in our in. planning. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We got to be strategic, right? And you see, know, with our community. And like you're saying, we have to be strategic. Mm-hmm. And that's how Greg was able to do what he did. Absolutely. Because yeah. he, he has was grassroots, grassroots um, yeah. organizing, exactly. reaching out to building, building that right. group of people. Yeah, because the more strategic we become, the more power we em- embrace. Yeah. And the more we can do things, because we're planning and we're doing things strategically. And the ticket is, I, I, I feel like most of the time, I'm trying to be careful because I know we're on the radio. Yeah. I feel like we try to be strategic just to have a better quality of life that's what for it is. ourselves and our family. But mm-hmm. some of these strategies sound like it's something that's actually put to get put put it's strategic to be against you. Right. That hurts you and your next generation to separate you from your family, lock you up right. in prison, and all these things are strategic against you like that. Like it's a group. Yeah. And you put this plan together that need to go to those prisons. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But I think that that's when it comes to you know we as a community we have got to stop allowing this to happen. We allow it to happen because we can't come together. Right. That you is know, it. We that, want to sit here and bicker with each other over the little bitty, smallest things, little petty stuff mm-hmm. that means nothing in the grand scheme of life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It, it has nothing to do with legacy. It has nothing to do with generation building. You know, I mean, you, we fussing because grandma um, didn't like grandpa <laughs> 20 years ago. Who cares? Right, exactly. Something but that happened made back in... Kids, right? Yeah, yeah, right, so, exactly. You know, what exactly. I'm thinking about is my grandchildren. You know, like I like I say all the time, and we say this, you know, I, we talk about this on on our show, is that you know I'm concerned about my, you know, the Bible says you're supposed to leave a her- inheritance for your children's children. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, sorry kids, but I ain't thinking about y'all. I'm thinking about it's these grandbabies. About- you know what I'm saying? My mm-hmm. grandbabies. Right. What am I leaving for their future? For, for their, their future, future, that's going to keep them from having to walk through what I'm walking through right now. Right. And what I'll say, too, what I do love about just being here on KBOB is when people talk about being the change that you want to see, right. I look at Bobby and how much he has pulled together. Absolutely. You know, 16, 17 shows mm-hmm. with this many different people that probably had not worked together. Sure. But not, and you're over the airwaves. Yeah. So I think this is, you know, that to me, media is most important because mm-hmm. you're controlling you, the narrative. You mm-hmm. know, first, when I first moved back to Tulsa, mm-hmm. I realized, I realized that we had a lack of media and communication. We didn't right. have platforms mm-hmm. to where we could express ourselves and tell our stories our way right. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And since my grandfather had built this facility, sure. I right. said, well, let me just use some of the my daddy allowed me to come in here. Sure. So let me just use this platform to give people a voice. Right. Give people a voice in the community. People have come in here who've never been on the radio before or never talked about their issues or never been able to. Sure. So we just try to give it to everybody. You know, and I don't put people on levels. Mm-hmm. You guys know that. I don't right, care right. if you're a judge or you're a homeless person or you a single-parent mom. You're all on the same level. To right, me. absolutely. I mean, hey. And uh, some people have come and go through the station, so mm-hmm. that's part of it. But 
as long as we have a platform to have a voice with a microphone. See, sure. I understand a microphone is a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, pastors use it. Right. People, political politicians use a microphone. So why not use a microphone to give information to your people to educate? And that's what it's all about. I don't have all the answers. Right. You know, I just try to do what's necessary to help our people. Right. And I think, you you know, if you come from a place of uh, truth and right. honesty, you know what I mean? Um, because it's your truth. You know, what I think about what's going on, that is my truth. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know, you guys may not agree with it. You know, um, city leaders may not agree with it. You know, my bishop might not agree with it. But that's my truth based on my life experiences and what I've encountered, you know, and if you can share that you know, and have the platform to do that, there's probably some other people that feel the same way you feel, mm-hmm. you know, or at least if you can explain your position, you know, then that might, you know, Charles might have, you know, be thinking apples, I'm thinking oranges, but then when he, we start talking and communicating, they're like, well, maybe you're right, and maybe it is apples, you and know? I, yeah, and I think, Bobby, what your show does as well is it, it lets you know, or it let the community know that people are touchable. Right. You know, because right. you sit with the mayor, you mm-hmm. sit with district attorneys, you sit with the news, you sit with the media. So you make people more human Absolutely. and more touchable. Because right. I feel like most of the time when you're in a community, you think these people are way mm-hmm. up the right. chain. But right. I think right. it brings people a sense like, man, Bobby over there, man, Bobby, how is it to speak with the mayor one on one? It also right. shows a, a, a brother mm-hmm. in that setting where we can have this dialogue right. and articulate mm-hmm. what's going on mm-hmm. in a way where you just feel more comfortable. Sometimes you sit people in front of folks with certain stature or whatever, mm-hmm. and they just don't even know how to talk. They just don't know what to say, but you just right. make it comfortable, natural, normal, and that's encouraging. Well, right. I just want to be, now I want you to be natural. Whenever you come sure. over here to KBOB 89.9, eat media services, feel comfortable. I want you to take your shoes off, mm-hmm. you know, just be able to comfort, drink some water, hang out, mm-hmm. you know, we can talk. And, and it's not necessarily that we have to be on the air to have a conversation. Sure. Right. Because right. people come over here during the daytime. They sit, they talk. They have, Some of them have issues. Mm-hmm. Some of them just want to stop through and donate something mm-hmm. or help out in the area or connect. And my whole thing is connecting people with people. Sure. Right. That's what it's all about, yeah. connecting people with people. I mean, people have gotten jobs. From just being over here hanging out, you know, what I mean? yeah, stuff like that, and I say, okay, yeah, oh yeah, people have got roofs on their houses, and right. they right. got different things, different connections have taken place, and I'm just feeling blessed to be able to offer those services at Eaton yeah. Media Services, right. you know, and um, it's been a blessing because we started off on the internet at first, mm-hmm. you know, and I kept saying. Man, one day we going <laughs> FM radio. Right. One day, right? And now that reality, it's a reality, mm-hmm. and we're gonna move on. Now I'm thinking, man, I need to see if how about getting a TV show, mm-hmm. a oh, TV man. television, that is, that's pretty cool. you yeah. know, a channel, yeah. a black, a black channel here in Tulsa. Right. You know, so I'm talking and corresponding with these people. Up undercover. <laughs> I, I, I didn't let it, let it out the bag now, so right. people know. But. Those are the things that go through my mind. I sit back and I say, God, what am I going to do now? What you want me to do? I'm a a black single man, and I'm trying to help people's lives and trying to empower people to do something good. Right. right. You know, I ain't out here doing no drugs, alcohol, beating up, slapping women around. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything, but it keeps me going. Mm-hmm. You know, it just right. keeps me going over here. 
1533 North Norfolk, <laughs> yep. Oklahoma. That address and mm-hmm. You know, we take donations over here, and sure. we try to keep the bills going, and you never know what's going to happen over here. I just had a plumbing issue mm-hmm. take place that I had to fix, and I'm like, oh, boy, what next? You know what I mean? Right. Just got my car out the shop. Now it's back in the shop. <laughs> <Right>. You know what <laughs> I'm like? Oh, yeah. here we go. You know, but that's life, and you got to deal with life challenges you know well, but you i move. think that's what happens with small business you know you know you know what i'm saying yeah, our no. business period yeah. not even small just business in general you know we had the same situation you know charles goes over to edgerick somebody stole our whole water meter who does that? Oh, the, 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 the water meter and it's big too i mean because of the commercial building who does that somebody did. i know the water meter the, the lid is huge everything is big and i'm thinking what are you gonna do with this big commercial but it's a school in our facility, so my thought is they gotta have school. This was yesterday, so yeah. and I somebody mean, stole the water meter. Stole, stole the, water meter. the whole water meter. And so y'all goes, don't have no water in the building. No, no. what happened? It goes back to what um, Alicia, Alicia. Mm-hmm. Andrew said because of the relationship with Vanessa. I text Vanessa and said, our "Hey, district one city council, district yes, one city right. councilwoman," and I said, "Man, look what's going on." She said, "Hold on, let me." Send, I, I got the stuff. Let me send it to somebody. So someone actually went out there yesterday and fixed it late yesterday evening. So y'all got water back. Huh? Yeah, we got water back yesterday before school today. So yeah. I don't. Wow. That 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 Ain't was that amazing. Right That's amazing. I was like, what? Wow. You stole the whole water meter. So it's two things. One, I don't know who out here is stealing water meters. And then that's, that's number not one. Cool. And then number two, I didn't even know it was to get the city to come out to get you another water meter. Right. On that, you know, they right. right. so give you deliver you another water meter. Wow. That is crazy. But that's what I'm saying. You know, you talk about Never things know. and people see, you know, um the the work that you're doing and they just think, Oh, they got it easy, nothing's no. going on with them, nothing's yeah, happening. They don't understand they have, what's they don't happening. Understand what you're doing. you know, you, you just don't know the amount of work that it takes. Mm-hmm. And that if you, but for the relationships that you create along Some the way, because like Charles said, he was able to call our district one city counselor and say, hey, somebody stole our meter. We got school in there tomorrow. You know, we got these kids coming, so we, we got to be able to get this back on. And she was able to make some phone calls to make sure that that happened. Yeah, so. Wow. Thanks, Vanessa. We appreciate you. Boy, thank you, thank people, you. Don't yeah. Yeah. you guys have kids at the school? Yes. yes. Oh wow. Yeah, they're they're doing in person school mm-hmm. crossover. Oh. Yeah, cross. Wow. You know, it's a smaller school, right? So, right. So they're able to, you know, they've done a pretty good job of being able to control, you know, their environment. Yeah. They're doing so, good. Yeah, they're doing really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah. Wow. Well, we're coming to a close of the show. Y'all got me on And uh, I want to looking. <laughs> Look at you looking. Like, Oh. And I, we we need to thank Alicia Andrews for yeah, coming out and sharing all that pertinent information. That was good. Thank you, Damali. Yeah. Thank you, Charles Harper. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. thank you, Sherry Lasky. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean for Bobby. y'all coming. Out. Y'all know how we do it. Yeah. You know so. All right, Bobby Eaton show every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Monday and Wednesday, six p.m. Saturday, twelve to two, and uh, we want to all guys out and listening and paying attention to all this good information. All right. Until the next time, I want you to help us know.
was the third brother of five. Doing whatever I had to do to survive. 